in the past, we've covered a couple of spree killers like Howard Unra and his walk of death. And also my favorite, Elliot Rogers. Um, and uh, these guys wanted to do some more spree killers. So I made a deal and I said, okay, if we're going to do spree killers, we give them 15 minutes and we fucking knock out three at once. So we don't have to fucking get too upset about it. So this week we will be covering the Vegas shootings, Charles Starkweather and the DC snipers. You know, you're dealing with a piece of shit when their philosophy on life is one thing about dead people. They're all the same. Well, it's one of those things where you can't be a serial killer anymore because law enforcement's too damn good for it. So what they want to do instead of just blowing their brains out themselves like they should and normally do in the end anyway, they want to go out and take out people in mass numbers. So they try to find places where they are going to get the most done in the smallest amount of time. And uh, here's three pieces of shit or four pieces of shit. Five, however many pieces of shit we're going to go through. Fuck, this is going to suck. Let's get angry. Hello and welcome back to yet another edition of Wilho, Mr. Fancy Pants. I'm Zach. Joining me always is Spar. I am Spar and I'm angry at this episode. Let's have fun. And Lindy. Hi. This feels weird that Todd's not here. <laughs> I, told, I told him to get on. He looked at me funny. <laughs> and then he left. Oh. <laughs> Squeaky games. Yeah, I'm going taking my ball and going on. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, Spree Killers again, huh? Spree Killers again. This Do one you is... My, you want me to... My blood pressure to go up. Mm, just, I, it already has. Yeah. Just thinking about this. Well... We uh, we have to give the people what they want, and this one was actually a listener request, so... Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. Fuck it if it's for the people. It's, <laughs> I guess we better fucking it's, it's, do it. People want to know why, but there's never, a, yeah. there's never a why, or one that makes sense in the first place anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. if you're so fucked up to the point that you're going to do this... The why doesn't matter because it doesn't make sense to humans. Nobody in their right, right mind. I mean, it makes zero sense to anybody right. in their right mind. You know, people people just go off their rockers and they want to go down in history. Yep. They don't care 24 how. Twenty-four hour news networks going to throw their name all over the place and they're going to be famous. Well, that's and- a great way to go down, 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 down in history, like down the toilet yeah, in history. I, I'm, I'm reminded of. Uh, Fucking the movie Seven, when Brad Pitt, he's like, "You're a fucking, you're a fucking TV show, man. You're a fucking T-shirt at best, <laughs> piece of shit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good shit. Uh, well, um, fuck it, let's do this. Who wants to go first? I think Matt should go first first? because he's got the most kills. This piece of shit certainly does. Okay. Definitely. Stephen Paddock from September 25th to October 1st. He spent seven days at the Mandalay Bay hotel and casino. But in Las Vegas. But while he was there, 
he was leaving. He was going back and forth because he lived in Mesquite, which was about an hour drive from there. He also people, I, I found this out and I was like crazy. He also had a room at the Ogden where another concert was going on called the life is beautiful festival. So he was, he was casing both of these places and making numerous trips back and forth. So, so this dude was, was fucking setting up and he was like, well, whichever one's bigger, that's, that's the one I'm exactly, going to. He wanted the numbers. Oh, that's, fuck. I think that's it. And I'm sitting there watching these bag. videos, like, you know, after the fact, everything's done and they've got all these video because it's a fucking casino. I mean, every fucking, almost every square inch of it's videoed, you know, and he's right. just walking around casual, gambling, eating, sitting down to dinner, talking to people. He would show up. And he, apparently he was a high roller here, like high enough roller that he came in with bags. And normally you show up, they'll valet your car, take your bags up to your room. He wanted to stay with his bags. Right. And they said that wasn't unusual. What was unusual was the amount of fucking bags that he brought up. Because in the seven days that he was here, he brought up at least 21 suitcases, a box and a few other bags. And then every day that he left, he took two suitcases with him, left and came back with the two suitcases again. Whoa. So I'm assuming magazines, so he's, ammo. He's, yeah. He's yeah. Mm-hmm. ammo. In. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, it's, uh. it's one of those things where you're like, uh, thank God he didn't be able to do that. Then get out of there and go to the other one or do the other one and get out of there and be able to go, do the next, which is probably yes. his plan. Mm-hmm. But he he rented room 135 on the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay, which was perfectly cornered huge room that was overlooking that stage completely. And then four days after he rented that one, he rented 134, which is an adjacent room under his girlfriend's name. So this... So he had... He basically had two adjoining rooms so he could go from one window yes. to the other yep. window. He, he did. And uh, he had, he had, there was, there was two ways into this where he was at. And one of them was like a, where the security would come up through. Well, he, he had locked, he had locked that door up because one of the security guards had found it. And he had told him to, uh, that he had told him to leave these uh, service trays that they would bring like, you know, your food on and stuff like that. He asked for two of them right. to stay there. Well, what he did, he planted one in the in the hallway with a camera on it that was rigged up so that he could see when anybody was coming down. And all he had to do was stand in front of that door and fire straight through it. And it was going to hit anybody that was coming down that hallway. Jesus Christ. This motherfucker had 23 guns, hundreds of rounds of ammo. And it was a, about a 12-minute ordeal when he started, from the time he started shooting till, till he killed himself before the... The Jesus. police got up there. So it was about 12 minutes. He could have saved everyone a lot of time and trouble and, and saved a bunch of lives and just put the first bullet in his exactly. fucking head. Yeah, yeah, that's what he, he should have done. He should have ate that. Walked up there with, should have ate that son of a bitch. He should have walked up there bullet. with one revolver and, and one bullet. if he bullet. had any decency, he would have done yep. that out in the middle of the desert. You're already there anyway. Nobody's going to clean that shit up. And feed the, mm-hmm. feed the buzzards, right. motherfucker. You dick. So mm-hmm. the fact that he was going from... Mandalay Bay to the Ogden back and forth, then go into his home. And then he had stopped off at another place and bought this high caliber rifle and then went to a shooting range. Then, then ended up coming back. 
and all the time that they got him just watched him on the videos just leisurely walk about gamble all night long having a good time and this is like he's watch he's watching these people get off the elevator before he gets on it he's like oh yeah yep those are human beings motherfucker and he has no sympathy whatsoever for any of it wow you gotta be really fucking checked yeah. out yeah Really fucking so they out. said at least and I'm 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 thankful that there was only two windows that he was able to fire out of that that he was firing out of because they said he mm-hmm. at, at least 900 rounds were fired at the crowd and there was Jesus at least 200 Christ. fired inside because there was a uh, a security guard Jesus campus that was coming up he it was just routine security check he wasn't even armed it was just routine and he seen that that door was wedged shut and locked, like he couldn't get into it. So right. he he made a call. Well, right. he walked, he went around, went back to the elevator, and came up. Well, Stephen seen him in his camera because he what he what he did was he had this service tray parked in the hallway with a plate like laid on its side, and the camera was underneath it so that he could see down the hallway. And he had one in the peephole too. So as soon as he seen him, he just started firing through the door. Clip this poor motherfucker in the leg. No, it didn't kill him. No, he was able. Good. He was able to get a hold of Stephen Shook, and then they started the process. And it was like twelve minutes once again from start to end of this shit. But man, when you're when you're listening outside, like the concert's going on, Jason Aldean's taking the stage, he's playing the show. All these people are out there having fun. The dude starts off with like small shots. And I don't know if he was trying to hit Jason or if he was just trying to get his accuracy down. Some people think he was trying to hit like the like the gas tanks at a nearby airport, which wouldn't fucking surprise me at all because mm-hmm. like killdozer, right. he tried to fucking do that. The the fucking idiots at uh, at that one school had all the bombs set. Columbine had all the bombs set, but they were too fucking dumb to get them to work. Thank God. And so mm-hmm. that yeah. might have been what he was doing. Yeah, rack up more numbers, but he just starts fucking just spraying. Yes, and he had, he had the, uh, shit, I can't, I can't think of the name, bump stocks. Yes, he did have bump stocks, but this fucking idiot would have done without them. It wouldn't have mattered. And if he didn't yeah. have guns, he would have done yeah. something else. Who knows? I was going to say, he was, he was on the 31st floor, 32nd. 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 32nd floor. So he, he wanted the. Best he had the absolute perfect this. view of where the he wanted the crowd. He wanted where the crowd was. And he it starts yeah. off like he's concentrating spray and then toward the a few bursts later it gets to where he's just spraying just 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 spraying bullets out there. And you watch the videos of these people hiding behind fences and the, the fences that they were behind was like ah, that's not gonna stop what he's shooting. Because he wasn't mm-hmm. just using ARs, yeah. he had bigger guns too. But yeah, man, did he have some? I mean, lots of ammo and lots of backup and lots of guns. It's like because you shoot one with a bump stock, it's going to get hot. Throw it down, grab another yeah. one, and then start firing again. It's fucking yeah. And it that so yeah, fifty nine dead. I heard sixty five, over five hundred injured, and then the it's just. When they did, I hope he's in hell. I hope they're shoving pineapples big up his ones, ass. Big ones, large, yeah, yeah. And then large pineapples. Whenever yeah. the SWAT team gets in there to blast up, but I heard. So I heard like police response was within like twelve minutes. 
fucking awesome. That's good police That's department great. work. Mm-hmm. But I heard it was like over an hour after the shootings before they finally got up to the room to get into it, where they he breached the doors and blew them off, and he had already shot himself in the face like a fucking coward piece of shit that he was. And then it turned out he, uh, I had heard that he felt disrespected by the casino because he was a high roller and they weren't treating him good enough. Yeah. My fucking diaper's wet. I need to kill 60 fucking people and ruin, ruin thousands of people's sounds, lives. Sounds like he could use some Elliot Rogers yeah, baby he wipes. he fucking could. And they were like, well, why'd he do it? Well, who gives a fuck? He's a piece of shit. I'm going to say his name once. Did they say, did they say how long he had, like... Were they able to figure out how long he had planned this for? Or it, it was it was for he was there for seven days. So, but he had already had the plan because I think the uh, Life is Beautiful festival That's- was earlier. So he, it was kind of one of those things where he was like, "Okay, I got this plan. I'm going to do this. Doesn't matter. I'm insane as fuck, clearly, and I'm just mm-hmm. going to go kill as many yeah. people as I can before I take my own life because I'm a bitch and tired of living. I suppose I don't know, but because you, know, you would think that with as much ammunition you know magazines ammunition the guns that oh yeah, he, had. yeah he was he was certainly planning on something he i just don't know how long it was that he was planning on doing it and the dude was wealthy i mean he he was mm-hmm. wealthy he was gambling thousands of dollars into those machines and had enough money to buy 23 rifles that's not cheap yeah all that ammo no that's yeah. not cheap all that ammo yeah and seven days yep. Hauling it shit in and out. That's seven days to fucking talk yourself out of it. No, yeah. seven days of ramping it up and making sure I want to know which which festival is going to be bigger so that I can take out more people. His whole desire was to kill himself. He just wanted to be famous or get out some of his aggression before he did it. I mean, the dude wanted to die, but he wanted to take as many people with him as he could, which is the sad thing with most of these spree killer motherfuckers that do this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, maybe they should just, if he wanted to be a martyr maybe we should have just fucking put up a cross and fucking put him on it and let it on fire <laughs> yeah try that in a small but it town was the, <laughs> it was the route 91 festival was it was the one yeah. that he had chose to to go after and oh I, the video footage of that it's horrendous it's so yeah. hard to watch it's devastating yeah so hard to watch every but time it- we do it Every time we do this shit, I just feel a little more numb inside when we talk about these. Well, so. mm-hmm. yeah, well, America's getting numb to it because it happens so fucking often. Yeah, it's and that's yeah. sad. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, I think we might have a new king of the asshole pieces of shit here. I mean, this guy is uh, yes. a real, so, real fucking there are, This It's not like you're... You're not firing into a pet, a pit of pedophiles. You're firing into a, there's families down there that brought yeah, their children family. to go watch this fucking or... show to have a good time. And this fucking jackass, because he felt disrespected for whatever fucking reason, just feels like I need to just unload. Right. And then the fact that he had set, it up, set that... it up the way that he did, got both rooms. He made sure they were in a corner, locked off one door. Only one way to get me. There's only one way to get in here to get me. And when you do it, I'm going to fire at you. So I'm killing as many fucking people as I can before I go out. That was his whole mentality. That was it. Man. That's disgusting. Stephen Perry. Piece of shit. Piece of shit. So yeah, all those families out there that had to deal with that shit. There's in their videos of them. Somebody, 
they're, they're yeah. all like laying down. They're they're like laying down trying to stay out of the way of fire. Some guy right next to him gets shot, and they're trying to do CPR on him while that dude's still unloading, just fucking spraying bullets. And they're it's yeah. just like and people yeah. trying to good people, people trying to cover people, other yeah. people. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I remember watching that. I remember yeah, watching videos of that, and it was just it's absolutely Horrific. heartbreaking. Yeah, heartbreaking. None of those people did anything. No. Nope. At all, except you know, just buy tickets to go see a festival, and and that's why I don't go to country concerts anymore, people. That's <laughs> won't do. Real number one. <laughs> and it, well, it, that that was another right. thing though. Jennifer's sitting there watching it with me today, and her and Kimber just went to a Morgan Wallen show like a couple weekends ago. She was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "Now you're gonna be afraid to go to anywhere anymore because mm-hmm. there's fun fucking." Or, yeah. Well, there's a few assholes, but. I'm glad that we started this after the festival I just went to because I probably would have been like tickets for sale, ticket tickets Uh, for sale. (laughs) Not going. Kimber just went to another show last (laughs) night to watch. uh, I get buy me a boat. I can't think of his name. All right, Chris. Chris. Chris Chris Jensen. Yeah, she went and watched Chris Jensen Jensen, last night. So it's like "Mm." now you hear stuff like this and you're just like fuck, but you can't live scared either so right no, you do still no. you have to live yeah. your life it's just the world getting just, crazier and I mean, crazier I, I drive uh, i drive many places and i keep a glock in my vehicle <laughs> because it's like i don't know you never know yeah i hope i never yeah. need it i hope it's there for no fucking reason whatsoever but it is fucking there yes yeah yeah well uh, gotta take down the, you gotta take the baddies out the same way they're taking you out. Fucking, I don't know what else you're gonna do. You can yeah. talking him out of it. Fucking dude's lost his shit. Yeah. Ah, uh, fuck yep. that guy. Mm-hmm. All right, right up the ass with Perfect. a pineapple. On, <laughs> on to the next yes. piece of shit. Yeah, Little pieces of shit. Then let's flush this turd. Let's flush <laughs> these turds. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I, 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 I took a dive on the uh, the DC snipers, uh, which I remember. Yes, um, this was back in uh, like the fall of two thousand two. So I, I, I clearly remember it was kind of a scary time. It was right, right after nine nine eleven. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. for a minute they thought you know this could be a terrorist attacks, but um, these guys. Some people say they're not spree killers, but according like to the FBI's, you know, guideline on spree killers versus serial killers, they fit the spree category because they just kept killing until they get till till they were caught, basically. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't like methodically planned out, you know. And there wasn't um, a break. There wasn't no. like a break there was period no, no breaks. Yeah. No cooling. And so off. they just kept going. Uh, they would just move so that they wouldn't get caught, but there was no breaks. They were just yeah. Okay. So that that would be why it was spree right. because I think the serial killing is like you kill and then you take a break and you kill and you take a break. And then eventually mm-hmm. you hit your rage stage or whatever, where you can't quit fucking Ted mm-hmm. Bundy out. And yeah. It's, go into a sorority. Yeah. It's continued premeditation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now these two guys, uh, one, one was named John Al Muhammad. And then he had this kid that was, Basically, he took this kid in as like mm-hmm. his son. So he was the father figure to this kid uh, named Lee Boyd Malville. Um, 
and they met right around the time right after he had uh i'm sorry right right after john allen muhammad had left his wife and taken their children out of the country mm-hmm. um and and basically i think he was really good at making falsified papers like visa papers passports and shit like that for people and uh he met this young man when he was uh making a falsified document for for lee boyd's mother and he was left alone after his mom left the country i think it was in antigua and then uh so lee went to stay with john because you know he he knew him and he trusted him so for a for a period he lived with john and john's children and till john kind of got caught uh doing all this illegal shit so at that point john has to return to the states and he brings lee with him and drops off lee takes his kids tries to get them enrolled into school and then he finds out that his wife has basically filed a report and uh now the children are taken away from him and his wife disappears with the kids. My God. So he was a little, he was a little upset about this. Um, so I think he's in the Washington area, uh, Washington state mm-hmm. area. And after, after he dropped off Lee with his mother in Florida, uh, Lee traveled back to Washington to be with him. And, and when, by the time that Lee got to him, his kids were already been taken away. And at that point, it was chaining this kid to a fucking tree in the dead of winter mm-hmm. for hours and basically just like training him to be interrogated and get through it and fucking take people out. Monster. He would have this kid play like, like specifically like, uh, like Tom Clancy video games where you're sniping mm-hmm. and shit like that, just to kind of desensitize him. By the way, I love those games and I'm, I'm still don't want to go out and shoot anybody. Right. Right. Yeah. That's well, right. It's that. disgusting when you can group yes, a child when that you way. Treat a child that way. To yeah. Make him... It's it's fucking sick. Mm-hmm. So in 2002, um, Tacoma, Washington, this 21 year old named Kenya Cook is shot point blank by Malvo uh, at her aunt and uncle's home. And it's it's believed that this home was selected because they were friends of Muhammad's ex-wife. Um, and then he basically used this as a test. Jeez. This is before this is before the spree killings take place. So, and then that summer, um, they go on a shooting spree through L.A., Tucson, Clearwater, Florida, Denton, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Because this is this is bad because it's like that first one. That's two lives gone, not just the one. Because that mm-hmm. boy is yeah. fucking done after that. Like mm-hmm. right. we're not even right. completely desensitized to this shit. We we make jokes about it because it's the only way we can get through it and try to get through it. But yeah, if you can Absolutely. get desensitized to killing somebody, you are done. It's just, yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. He was he was uh he was a uh uh really good shot he was in the gulf war um and i think he was probably desensitized because of that 
So I think he was fully capable of doing this and mm -hmm. just need to be told who the enemy he is. Just, and then once you get that into their yep. head far enough, then you know, training yep. takes over. Yeah. Um, yeah. So before all this other shit happened, um, they're in Mon Montgomery, Alabama, and they shoot two women in a car. I think it's outside of a, a liquor store. Okay. That's one of these on this mm -hmm. shooting spree. And that's what will tie in later on and get these guys caught because they get fucking caught. Mm -hmm. They usually yep. do. Yeah. Or just start losing so, it and go for it anyway because they don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So these DC sniper attacks officially started on September 5th, 20, 2002. Um, and they took place in Montgomery County, Washington. Okay. So that's kind of confusing because you're in Montgomery, Alabama. Mm -hmm. And then Montgomery County. Like a okay. Springfield in every state. Yeah. <laughs> So for three days, Malvo and Muhammad trailed this guy named Paul LaRufa. And on the third night, uh, around 1030 that night, Paul LaRufa, 55, shot multiple times outside his restaurant. Uh, it's, I think it was called Margelina. Before they steal his laptop and about 3,500 bucks. Wow. Um, but he survived. He didn't get a look. He didn't get a good look at him, but he survived. Good deal. Good deal. Yay. Um, so Ray of Hope anywhere is good. Yeah. Yes. And then as far as the public was concerned, there was no tie-in until September 14th. And in Silver Springs, Maryland, around 10 o'clock that evening, uh, there's a, I can't pronounce his fucking name, a 22-year-old uh, is wounded and shot outside Hillendale Beer and Wine. And then on the next evening, Maryland, another person shot and wounded, closing a liquor store. Was it, did, did he have a thirst for the liquor, or was, it, was he? I don't know. Was I he think, just near one think, anyway? Or I think when they, I'll, I'll, I'll explain this okay. later. It was, it was. This is completely random. They were fucking taking shots at people. Yeah, anytime they could get a shot in, they would. That's get away fucking terrifying. Did. So October 2nd, the first shot in the DC rampage was believed to have been fired about 5.20 p.m. into a Michael's craft store in Aspen Hills. Less than an hour after that, they had the first fatality with uh, James D. Martin walking outside a shopper's food warehouse in Wheaton. Just minding his own business. Gets hit by... Yep. All these people yep. were, man. And these are fucking kids mm -hmm. here, too. There's some kids in, in this. Uh, the very next day, October 3rd, they claim four more people in Montgomery County. Uh, James Sonny Buchanan Jr., 39, mowing the lawn. Uh, Primker A. Uh, is it Wallaker? What? what? 54, Fucking pumping gas in his what cab. What set you off about Sarah a motherfucker Ramos, mowing his yard? 34, as she sat on a bench near a retirement community. <sighs> Lori Lewis Riviera, 25. As she was vacuuming out her car. Fucking monsters, man. Uh, man, you're already dealing with the daunting task of vacuuming out yeah. your fucking car. God. And then you get shot. That What a mm -hmm. way to go, right? Uh, later that night, uh, 
they shoot Pascal Charlotte, 72. Of course, because that's 72-year-old woman wronged him. Standing in an intersection uh, at Georgia Avenue Northwest and uh, Kalamiana Road Northwest. See, that's what's so scary about this. If you're just plucking off random people and driving miles and miles and miles away and then plucking off random people and just keep going, that's fucking – that's hard. I mean, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. And you know everybody's freaked out because they're thinking this is could this could be like another terrorist yeah, attack. They're thinking it's they numerous no people, right? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So the next day, uh, let's see, around two thirty p.m. October fourth, uh, in Fredericksburg, Virginia. So they're moving yeah, around. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Caroline Sewell, forty-three, wounded, loading bags into her minivan at a Michaels, and then nothing for three days. So but they just needed a, a, they just needed a rest, reload. Probably, yeah. Clean probably the gun, clean the gun. Probably mad at him. Shit, oh, a terrible shot, and him to get back out to the range and practice, or set up some cans or something. Fucking right. Uh, October seventh in Bowie, Maryland, around eight o'clock in the morning. Thirteen-year-old uh, is critically wounded in front of Benjamin Tasker Middle School. For fuck's sakes! Yeah. And then uh, on the 9th of October, this is fucking, it's sad and Mm -hmm. sick. Uh, 53-year-old Dean Myers is killed at a gas station after filling his car with gas. And then two days later on October 11th in Fredericksburg, Virginia, around 9.30 a.m., a 53-year-old male is shot at an Exxon station. Filling up his car with gas. What the fuck? Liquor stores to gas stations. Yes. And then elementary school. At this point. Yeah. At this point, the authorities uh, shut down entrance ramps to like I-95 and Route 1. Just searching the area. Because they get a description of a white like cargo van. So now they think they're looking for a white cargo Mm -hmm. van. But turns out. Not even close. It's just a a bad lead. Bad lead. Mm -hmm. Um. And then three days following that, in Falls Church, Virginia, around 9 p.m., Linda Franklin, 47, an FBI analyst, is killed loading her car at Home Depot. Shot in the head. Fuck. Yeah. Uh, the biggest break in this case came, ironically, from these two dipshits. Um, apparently, on October 17th, they made a call to a help, like a police mm-hmm. helpline. Claiming to be the ones responsible and fucking BTK type shit got cocky as fucking yeah yeah and they mm-hmm. they uh, they demanded a I can't remember how much millions of dollars they're like the shootings will continue until mm-hmm. you know we get fourteen million dollars wired to you know whatever some Swiss bank account or some shit whenever people demand that kind of shit I always go back to Bill Burr when he's like he's gonna come out and be one of the hostages somebody's got a gun to his head and he's like I need a helicopter he's like dude ask for a rent a car ask for a rent a car I know you're not getting fucking helicopter to ask for a fucking rent a car right (laughs) yeah I'm trying to lighten it up as best fucking can somebody needs to man Mm -hmm. um these dipshits actually call back to the helpline again uh, to a different BTK type yeah, shit. Once say. your ego gets so fucking high up there and you think you're fucking untouchable. Yeah. 
they basically say, look, dipshits, we're the ones fucking killing people. And uh, he says uh, he's responsible for the murders of these two women uh, during a robbery at a liquor, liquor store in Montgomery. He says Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Now, they're in Montgomery County. So he thinks Montgomery, uh, Alabama. Okay. Yeah. At, at, of course I no, would. No, no. At first, they think they they assume they mean Montgomery County. Oh, okay. You know. Okay. But the FBI figures that out and like, hey, what about Montgomery, Alabama? And then they go back and look and sure shit. Um, that's what sets it, this chain of events that lead to the capture of this these pair of fucking dipshit mm-hmm. motherfuckers. They had already um, taken samples of the bullets, some from of the victims themselves. Yeah. Um, and so they knew that they were dealing with the same person. They were using the same rifle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they tied it all together, um, found out that there was a fingerprint on this uh, ballistic evidence. There was a, like a shell casing found at the scene in Montgomery, Alabama. Ooh. Um, and they had not been able to trace back to anyone because they didn't have the FBI's database, oh. but the FBI's database traced it back and they knew who the fuck they were looking Says for I like, through the FBI. So much better lab. these days yeah. when we do stories about good law enforcement than what it is in the past when it's like, yep. we don't fucking know. Just so run through the crime scene. That traced, that traced it back to, to Lee, the kid. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from there, they, they start to, you know, look in and they realize that they find out that this name keeps coming up. This man keeps getting mentioned, this John Muhammad guy. So, um, that's when they realized that this was the same person that called the tip line for the first time. So now they know they've, they've got two fucking suspects probably working together. Um, and then they get another tip called in and this tip, whoever left the tip said, look, I think I know who this is. They're using a Bushmaster 223 rifle. I think they were at my fucking house and they were fucking shooting it on a stump on my property. Oh, so the cops go out there or the FBI goes out there. They dig up the whole fucking stump, send it back to the fucking get lab the bullets out of that motherfucker to, to analyze it. And then they know they got the right guys because they all the bullets match. They know they've got, they're using the same rounds. They're using the same fucking. And Bushmaster's guy. fairly inexpensive as far as. Yeah, but I mean I don't know. I lost yeah. all mine in a boating accident, but. Well, I mean you can still I mean, look, you can them look up, them up on the prices or whatever. Nothing yeah. against looking up the cost of a gun. <laughs> so that's that's all that's all these little events happen uh, around the fourteenth. Um. And the same day on the 17th, you know, that's when they kind of tie all this stuff together. Uh, two days later, a gentleman named Jeffrey Hooper, 37, was shot and wounded in Ashland. Police find another shell casing and a message uh, tacked to a tree, multi-page letter accusing the police of ineptitude, demanding $10 million and threatening more killings. Fucking the... Uh, the- the fucking ignorance of these sons. Of, and plus, you're standing there. Uh, here's a question. I I mean, it just popped into my head. You're standing there pumping gas to get hit with a shot. How long does it take before you know? Did you think that was a mosquito? Did you think it was a bee sting before you realized what? Was that just a spasm? What the fuck just happened? 
and you're dead probably before you know if it's a well, if they hit but that one wasn't a fatal hit that's why i'm wondering if it like in and out because if they're using full metal jackets those just keep yeah. flying so it just mm-hmm. it, it was just stated that they were lighter rounds so they tended to break oh, so up. they were using like a more of a varmint okay. round or hollow point which would oh yeah. okay yeah those will be yeah 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 um also at the scene they find a tarot card um uh, which was death was the they death fucking card. watched a movie they didn't they i swear to Scrawled god they the watched top. a fucking movie and thought they were cool <laughs> leaving that shit well that's pretty cliche the anyway fucking, like ugh. Uh, it scrawled at the top was, was were the words "Call me God." Oh, <laughs> so, the audacity! Yeah. Okay, you know, okay. That's what I know. Caliber. I that's what they call were, God. You fucking idiot! <laughs> you didn't, I think these guys were <laughs> probably hung like fucking mosquitoes. Uh, mosquitoes. <laughs> that's my guess. <laughs> my dad used to say, "Hung like a stud field mouse." <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, <clears throat> all right. So uh, <laughs> on the twentieth, <laughs> the following day, uh, they get a couple more phone calls and um, more more people calling in. You know, lots of you know people that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, um, same thing. Well, the crazies come the out 20, and be like, oh, I want to be famous for this, but I don't really want to do it. So they're less crazy than fucking assholes that are doing it, but they're really fucking shit up. Right. Right. Um, on the 21st, another lady calls in and she says she remembers seeing a, uh, like a dark colored Chevy Caprice without its lights on speeding away from one of these scenes. Mm-hmm. So they think, okay, maybe we have a, you know, Okay, that's another possibility. So they start looking into it. Uh, on October on October twenty second, uh, another male thirty five was shot and killed in Aspen Hills, and they find another letter. Um, but the same day, they found out that uh, Muhammad had registered a blue Chevy Caprice with the license plates of NDA two one Z in New Jersey, and then they give that information to all. Oh, I figured out his license plate. Did you say NDA? No dick available. No, no. <laughs> exactly. No dick available. Uh, Customized license place for this asshole. <laughs> uh, so that early morning on October 21st, they, they shortly after they announced that they were looking for Muhammad and for Malvo in a blue 1990 Chevy Caprice. Um, they arrest Muhammad and Malvo at a Maryland rest stop. Um, I guess the truck driver had noticed them. He was like one of the few people in this rest stop, but he noticed the car, noticed the license plate. So he immediately called the tip line and he fucking blocked the exit. Like he just took it. Okay. Hang on. Fucking blocked it. So no shit. That's, that's a deal with some balls when you know these, these guys. Yeah. Mm And he said, you, he said, you better come. He's like, I got the, I got the exit blocked. They can't get out this way. So, uh, they, they discovered that, uh, they, they were found sleeping in their car, uh, with shitload of evidence linking into the shootings inside <laughs> the vehicle. <laughs> uh, I guess it looked, they said it, it looked like they hadn't bathed in weeks and they smelled like fucking shit. Good. Fucking- um, the, the cops figure that this, they find out this car has been modified. 
and it has a hole cut out in the trunk near the license plate. And they were using this. Would they lay down the back seats and shoot out through the? They were shooting through the fucking trunk of this car. That's how they were taking everybody out. So in the car, they find the the Bushmaster 223 caliber rifle. Uh, They find the scope. Uh, They find that uh, the back seat had like sheet metal removed between the passenger compartment and the trunk. So they could get in and out. Back and forth into the trunk from the back yeah. of the car. Shoot, yeah. get back in here, fold those back up and sit in the front seat. And it seems like we're just passersby. <laughs> yep. And on the owner's manual to this car, the FBI lab detected uh, with like a laser detector that they had written uh, all the, dem- one of the demand notes on, on that. <laughs> so it, 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 it had come through like from the paper yeah. that they and were then, writing on. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then they also, found a digital voice recorder that they had used when they called in making their demands to the, to the helpline. And then the laptop stolen from one of the very first victims and maps of the shooting sites, getaway routes, walkie talkies and all kinds of stupid bullshit like that. Well, hell yes to good police work and hell yes to that fucking trucker. I got another yeah. hell yes. Uh, John Allen Muhammad was put on trial in Virginia where he was found guilty on multiple counts of murder and other charges. In 2003, he was sentenced to death and later executed in November of 2009 by lethal. There you go. Yeah. Burnt like a motherfucker for you. went. Just to Mm -hmm. prepare you. Uh, Now Lee was a minor. Uh, Lee Malvo was a minor at the time. He was tried in Virginia and 2004 found, uh, found guilty on multiple counts of murder and other charges and was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. I feel bad for that kid. Cause he was, you know, trained to be that way, but also it's like, is he yeah, ever going to be safe to be back out? I mean, you know what I mean? Probably yeah, not. It's, 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 tra- it's tragic, you know? Um, but still, I mean, you gotta know right from wrong. Yeah, at that point, you'd always be a danger to society. Yeah. Like, yeah. what would it take to set you off again? What would it take to... And it's yeah. a shame that you got fucked with so hard that you turned into that. But, I mean, that's not our faults either. Yeah. So, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Yeah. Exactly. I think the only good thing about this particular incident was these guys were captured alive um, and put on trial in the, the victim's families they have to feel a little bit better knowing that number one, that dude's a, that fucking douchebag piece of shit is fucking yeah. dead. And the other guy's never going right. to prison. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and he's probably getting fucked up the ass every goddamn day. Oh, I hope it's rough too. I do. I hope it's rough. What if we can have a video of him on there with, with tits, smoking a cigarette and sucking on another guy's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for well, that. I'm trying. That's that's about as good. You know, I hadn't thought about that until just that's about now. As good as I can do is breaking this up, man. It's fucking rough. I know this is <laughs> fucking rough shit. That's why yeah, I, I do too. But look, dude, they happen. You can't sweep it away. It's fucking that shit, and it yeah. can happen again. Fucking just, we gotta. It. Unfortunately, things like this are becoming more. Yes, and I don't know what to do about like the mental fucking bullshit that causes this because it isn't. You're gonna find a way. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah. God, it's such a fucking. Just don't. 
How about yeah, that? Just no, about it's just such a difficult conversation to get into because it's like, what are you gonna do? I mean, you know. Yeah, I know Nike says just do it, but I'm saying just <laughs> don't. Don't. <laughs> and I, I don't believe that that suicide is the best way to go. But if you're going to turn a gun onto a shit ton of people. Maybe you should just end your own suffering uh-huh. and turn it on Wrap yourself. Wrap that motherfucker in a tortilla and lay the motherfucker. Well, guys, uh, what do... Oh, Zach, are you... Is that I'm good, the end? yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm fucking done talking about that shit. I'm going to sit here and feel numb for a minute and then I'll be okay. <laughs> All right. Well, unfortunately, mine is, uh, yeah, mine is not any easier. Uh, what do Terrence Malick, Bruce Springsteen, and Quentin Tarantino have in common? I like Quentin Tarantino and the boss. I'm not sure what they have in common. They have Charles Starkweather and Carol Ann Fugate in common. They do. They do. What? Natural Born Killers. Ooh. Uh, the album Nebraska and Badlands Mm. were all written about this killer couple. So to get in these, where, where were they at? They were in Nebraska and Wyoming. Okay. So, uh, to get into their story, I'm going to give you just a little bit of a background. So Charles was born in 1938 to a poor family. He had genu varum, which is a birth defect, and it caused his legs to be misshapen. He also had a speech impediment. So naturally, as kids do, they tease the shit out of him. Kids, that's what kids do. What do you have, like a lisp or what? Was it supposed to toughen you up? Uh, I I think he stuttered. And just had a hard time with pronunciation. Um, It was, it was later discovered that he actually couldn't see. So he had a really hard time reading, which caused him to basically mispronounce words. So it wasn't really a speech impediment. It's just, he couldn't link the words. So it's like, okay. The way you learn. And then he was learning. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he was a real Einstein Mm -hmm. is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. So, so he Charles fucked his got... cousin? What, what, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so as Charles got older, he actually decided that he was sick of it and he became the bully. He fought anything and everyone and just was... So we're going back to this fucking micro <laughs> thing again. I'm so, going to st- 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 steal your b- 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 bike. <laughs> we're not making fun of stutters. We're making fun of this particular piece of shit, by the way. Yes. yes. So Charles dropped out of school his senior year. and But that year, one of his buddies uh, introduced Charles to Carol Ann Fugate. And that was in 1956. Okay, I got a misfit song Charles in the head was- when you said Carol Ann because I'm reminded of the poltergeist now. So, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. So Charles was 18. You're good. Charles was 18 and Carol was 13. That's it, scary. why. How many fucking stories have we done? Once again, it goes back to the fact that this guy probably didn't have 
had had the mind of probably a ten year old. Okay, so they they clicked mentally. Maybe is what it was. Micropenis. But you're still a fucking Um, oh grown man at that age, and that's a child. So mentally, well, here's the thing, Mm -hmm. (sighs) ladies. If a man cannot get a female his own age, there is a problem. That is a red fucking flag. Walk (laughs) away. (laughs) <laughs> actually if you're 20s if you're in your 20s you want one older than you anyway keep your ass out of fucking trouble so start fucking look up boys that's yeah fucking, that's really fun right the more the more you know <laughs> ding, ding, <Yeah>. ding. <laughs> so charles took a job at a newspaper warehouse that was close to carol ann's school her junior high school <sighs> so that he could see her every day <laughs> oh my god I want, to, I want to throw What's this computer across just, the room right now. Hey, baby, right. I, was, I was just over here checking out these b- 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 bikes on the b- 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 bike rack, and I thought I'd come over and say, hey, hi to you. <laughs> you look p- 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 pretty today. <laughs> and your d- 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 door of the Explorer backpack. <laughs> <laughs> So Charles I was p- 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 teaching pizza rolls. <laughs> Charles was teaching Carol to drive, and they were driving Charles's father's car. And Carol actually wrecked the car and totaled it, which was kind of Charles's dad's way of finding a reason to kick Charles out of the house. Besides the fact that he was violent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So Charles got thrown out of the house and then he decided he was going to quit the warehouse job and he was going to become a garbage collector. I mean, that's, I mean, he's already a giant piece, piece of garbage. Of shit. Okay, well, yeah. let me hold that so, a little bit. <laughs> so Charles committed his first murder in November uh, of 1957. He went into a gas station and he found a stuffed dog that he wanted to get for Carol as a gift. And Robert Colvert was the attendant. Are you telling me he fucking killed somebody over a fucking stuffed animal? Yes, I am. Oh my God. It takes a special kind of wee top to do something like that. <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if he was wanting to do the the theater popcorn bucket trick with it. No, pet the animal. He got a hole in the back of it. <laughs> no, just pet the doggy. Uh, now, now I'm, I'm I'm scared to ask this next don't, question. Don't, 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 don't stop. <laughs> I'm kind of scared to ask this next question, but he was not by chance left-handed in college, was he? Uh, I don't think so. Just okay. uh, it out. just a piece of shit. Stupid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, you can't so, say that anymore because it sounds gay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're on the roll. <laughs> so Robert Colvert was the, the attendant at the gas station and Charles had told Robert, hey, I don't have enough cash for this stuffed dog, but I really want to get it for my girlfriend. And Robert was like, I'm sorry, I can't give this to you on credit. So Charles decided that he was going to go back to this store three times that day. He went in for cigarettes. 
Then he went in for gum. And then he went back in wearing a hat, bandana, and carrying a shotgun. This is the... Okay, did... did, (laughs) Did did Ralph Macchio and his friend leave before them with a can of tuna in their pocket that they accidentally (laughs) forgot to pay for? (laughs) So... Hey, Charles. let me get to a youths. <laughs> What's that? The youths. The two youths. Oh, you were serious about that? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So Charles robbed the store, and then he forced Robert to drive them to a remote location, and uh, Charles shot Robert several times in the head with a shotgun. Wait. With a shot. <laughs> what, what the fuck? Bit overkill? For over a Well, yeah. I mean, they, I'm telling you what he was, he's yeah, playing I mean, with. shooting somebody multiple times in the head with a shotgun's overkill. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Over stuff animal is definitely Well, he overkill. probably shot him the definitely. first time. He's like, motherfucker, now you got blood on my fucking dog. I was going to buy it. Fucking, he got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you. <laughs> Charles decided that he was going to tell Carol about the robbery, but he conveniently left out the murder. Oh, yeah, as one would. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it seems less thought, romantic if you bring home a stuffed animal. Like, I had to kill a guy for this. But, you uh, uh, that's right. That's right. Pain. Blood. I was painting a heart for you on the water tower. So, oh, uh, man, we're going to hell. Uh, go on. I got to do something. It's too much. I know. Charles had gotten several complaints to his bosses at the garbage company. Um, people were, like, he was telling people to, you know, fuck off or go to hell. Or mm. he if there if something was going on with their garbage can, like, you know, the, the wind had knocked it over or something, he was going to their doors and, you know being violent you should be watching for this you should be picking these garbage cans back up i'm pretty cool man but i can't control the weather (laughs) yeah exactly so charles ended up losing his job naturally he was also evicted from his residence because he couldn't pay his rent his bills or anything so on january 24th 21st 1958 he headed to carol's home uh and he was armed with a shotgun Carol's mother, Velda, and her stepfather, Marion Bartlett, told Charles that he needed to stay away. He needed to stay away from Carol. They need, he needed to stay away from the house. Uh, trigger warning. Okay. Charles, de- Charles decided now, that... Now, okay, uh, we're, what are we, what did are you we, say trigger warning on a spree killer episode? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's motherfucker. She's like, okay, trigger warning. This You've is made that. it this far. Trigger warning for child violence. Uh, Um, So Charles decided to shoot both of Carol Ann's parents, and then he stabbed and strangled their two-year-old daughter, Betty. He was pissed off because she was way more intelligent than him. Uh, No, he was pissed off because her dick was bigger than his dick. (laughs) It was a mixture of things, I feel. Yeah. So many How did you put that puzzle together so quick? That took me 14 years. (laughs) 
So to this day, it is unclear on whether or not Carol Ann knew or like if she was home when he got there or if she came home later and her family were already dead and he had already put them like hid them in the outbuildings around that property. Uh, We have a bit of a frightener situation here is what you're telling me. Yeah. So she says that she was not there. She had no idea that her family was dead. He said she was there and she participated. He didn't say it so quickly. Uh, We get it. No, he did not. So the couple did post a sign on the door of Carol Ann's house telling people to stay away because the family had the flu. Okay, Um, sounds like involvement to me, but also could be. Did they they write it in crayon? (laughs) (laughs) She did write it like um, an elementary school child. She said that the way that she wrote the letter was basically a plea for help. Oh, trying to make it seem like it was a kid that did it so that the people would come in. Or he did it and mm-hmm. she knew he was so fucking stupid that the R was backwards and whatever, you know, didn't know how to make a Z. Don't make fun of me. Yeah. So I just got Monty Python. They're like, ah, well, you wouldn't write ah, you would just say ah. But so maybe maybe he writes. So Carol's grandma showed up. And she told them, like, listen, if you don't let me in, I'm going to call the police. So they wouldn't let her in. She left. She went and called the police. By the time the police showed up, the house was vacant, but it was in order. So there was no blood anywhere. There was nothing weird. So the police just, they were like, oh, well, they've left. Okay, so she had to be helping right because this motherfucker wasn't smart enough to do any of that shit. No fucking way. I think she was helping. Well... A couple days later, Charles. I think, brother, I think you're leaving out uh, a, a key uh, person that probably helped them clean this whole place up. Let's not forget about Mr. Clean. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Magic <Yes>. erasers. Clean. Spit it out, Junior. So a couple days later, Charles' brother, Rodney, and his friend, Bob, searched. Carol Ann's house, and they actually found the bodies. So an alert was posted and okay, put well, out did, for did they Charles. Say where they found Carol's these arrest. bodies? Yeah, they were in. So one of the bodies was in the chicken coop, and then they had a couple of sheds. Oh, outbuildings! In, so they, like, they stashed them. In. Yeah, the okay. outbuildings. Okay. So they were stashed. I was going to say what, that the cops didn't so, bother with every room or closet, or just like, well, it seems clear. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, they looked around the house. They didn't see anything out of place or anything. So they were just like, man, fuck it. Looks good. Looks like they didn't it's check just the outbuildings, took, oh, yeah, because like, nobody would hack oh, up a body yes, in an outbuilding. Would, <laughs> just, just the big, bald, beautiful, bald man stand, sitting on the camera. <laughs> With his arms it. crossed, looking majestic. <laughs> <laughs> so after leaving the house, the couple went to August Myers' farmhouse. August, believing the couple's car had been bogged down in mud, led them to his stables to get horses. August was going to let them borrow the horses to go pull their car out of mud. Yeah. So um, as they were walking to the stables, Charles pulled a gun to August's back and shot him in the head. Fuck. Then another trigger warning for animals. Then... 
Charles took the butt of his shotgun and beat the dog to death. Well, the, 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 I can I can see why the dog would be angry that you shot its father <laughs> that he loved. So yeah, right. okay, what a fucking yeah, right. So then the couple fled, and this time they actually did get their car bogged down in mud. So they abandoned the car, and it, two teenagers, Robert Jensen and Carol King, stopped and offered them a ride. Sitting behind them, Charles pulled a gun on Robert and forced them to drive them to an abandoned storm cellar. Wow. Charles then shot Robert in the back of his head. And there is a... There's conflicting stories on whether or not. So it's said both that Charles violently raped Carol and then killed her. It's also said that he attempted to rape Carol, couldn't, got pissed, and that's why he killed her. It wasn't, it wasn't big enough to get in to like, okay, well, that could happen. I mean, she must have had an Audi belly button. Uh, yeah, I don't know. know. <laughs> I didn't know where to put it or. Yeah, I mean, couldn't find the ear canal. I don't know. <laughs> nostrils weren't, her nostrils were not no, big enough. No, no I'm thinking of the room. Up. Maybe the room was like, fuck that navel. Fuck that navel. Okay. <laughs> Didn't we do a fuck by the navel? The fuck yes. episode yeah. where the guy's last name was fuck mm-hmm. by the navel. So Charles and Carol took Robert's car and headed to Lincoln, Nebraska. They invaded the home of Chester and Clara Ward. Man, all these names from the fuck, 50s are You don't are fuck like with a Chester, it seems like. I don't know why. No. Unless no. your name's Charles. <sighs> yeah. Charles Starkweather. So Charles stabbed their maid, Ludmilla Fensel, to death. What the fuck did she And she did nothing. She was just there. Uh, and then he broke the family's dog's neck. So she was a French maid, but she could speak English better than him. He got pissed and stabbed her to death. That sounds right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Clara wasn't home, but she, when she got home, Charles stabbed her. Naturally. Chester, Chester arrived later that evening and he was shot. Charles and sounds Carol. Like a man. Tough dude, like tough dude. He'll stab all the yeah. fucking women. Stab the women yeah. to death. Yeah. I'll save the there, most women like a- who might be able to fight back. Yeah. So this is where I believe that Carol either knew that her family was dead or was complacent in the murders. Charles and Carol took the newspaper from the Ward's home and they clipped out any articles that were pertaining to themselves and the murder of her See, family. See, that's, that's, that is so much like the movie you was talking about in the beginning, Natural Born Killers, where yeah, yeah. she was, she wanted him to mm-hmm. kill Randy Dangerfield. And... Yeah. So the couple then stole the Ward's 56 Packard and <laughs> they put, they stole. God, what a fucking all right. shit. Okay. And they stole all of the jewelry from the home so that they could fence it on their way. So they decided that they were going to head out to Washington, which is where Charles's brother lived. Um, and pretty, it didn't take very long for police to figure out that, that something had got down in this wealthy neighborhood in Nebraska. So they found the home that had been invaded and set up a house-to-house search for the couple. And then when they didn't find anything, Mm -hmm. yes. Okay. 
And when they didn't find anything, they set up a block-by-block block search of Lincoln. So, but the, the pair had already gotten further away than that. So about 10 hours later, Charles realized that the Packard was going to be hot. Like this, the couple that they killed was going to have been found by now. This is a flashy car. It's brand new. Mm, so flashy car is a bit of an exaggeration for the Packard. <laughs> well, for the time, for the time, for the time. So for um, a stuttering micro penis piece of shit. crappy car. He might have actually had one good idea. It's like, yeah. maybe we should ditch this car. Hope that yeah. was a good idea. So, yeah, ditch that car. Yes, please. So they stopped a little while later because on their way, they just off the highway in Douglas, Wyoming, there was a Buick sitting off to the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, the owner of the Buick, Merle Collison, was napping inside the car. Charles tapped the window to wake up Merle and told him to get out. Merle looked at him and refused to get out of the car. So... Probably looked at him real funny and be like, what'd you say, stupid? <laughs> and he ended up being said, so when Merle refused, Charles fired his shotgun through the side window several That'll times and killed Merle. Yeah. So that's Merle's... not an inconspicuous looking fucking mm-hmm. Buick now, is it? Right. Just got, you know, bullet. Right. I take back the good idea the thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Buick's better than what he was driving, but still, yeah, uh, you got red splatter all over yeah. it. And it's fucking... Well, the Buick had this newfangled contraption in it called the parking oh, brake. And... and Charles had no fucking clue how to undo okay. this. Thing. All right. Okay, I have to break it up a little bit here because I got to go back to, to one of my favorite comedians who said... <laughs> that he that he would rent cars on occasion. <laughs> Sometimes he didn't know the cars. So he said, "Yeah, they they have what is called an, an emergency emergency brake." But I didn't know it was an emergency brake. That doesn't say much for me as a driver, but it doesn't say much for the emergency brake because it should be called <laughs> an emergency make the car smell funny lever. Miss <laughs> Hedberg, everybody. Yes. So as Charles is trying to get this car going and figure out why the hell it keeps stalling. He's a fucking idiot. <laughs> uh, a gentleman named Joe Sprinkle was Are you driving. fucking kidding me with that? <laughs> Do we have a sprinkle in a past nope. episode? I know we had a sprinkle. We do <laughs> now. <laughs> We so, don't like now it's all time sprockets when so, we dance. <laughs> now it's the time on sprockets when we dance. We sprinkles. So Fuck Joe, sake, Zach, it saw... seemed like our episodes went so smooth. Our stories went so smooth. Lindy gets on here and she just tears it up with comedy and fucking going crazy with. Her. I know, I know. <laughs> so Joe saw that there were two cars on the side of the road, and one of them was having trouble getting away. So he thought, oh, well, maybe I should stop and offer some assistance. So he stopped um, and was he so he climbed into the car and he disengaged the brake. 
And he looked over and he saw Mr. Collison's body stuffed under the dash. Under Wait the a minute. Dash. So they didn't even. Yeah, they had pushed him it's a because. Big Buick, man. Yeah. Yeah. So Carol had already gone from the Packard and jumped into the front seat of the Buick. And when she did, she kind of kicked the guy up. And you know there was a lot of leg room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those cars. Be a huge person. What was it? It was like fourteen yeah. foot from steering wheel to the fucking bumper in the whole cars. Man, it was like he could yeah. fit a family of yeah, those motherfuckers. Easy. Yeah. So when he realized that there was a body in the car with him, he also realized that there was a fucking shotgun pointed at his head. Mm-hmm. Joe at this point realized that. Whether he decided to fight or not, he was gonna die. So he tried his luck and he actually pushed against Charles and they started wrestling around for the gun. Fortunately for Joe, he was able to get the gun away from Charles. Fortunately for everyone, while they were wrestling for the gun, Deputy William Romer pulled up. And when Officer Romer got up, got pulled up and out of his vehicle carol jumped out of collison's car and she started screaming to the officer as she was running to him and she said he's going to kill me he's crazy he just killed a man so charles fucking smart woman yeah charles jumped in the car into the buick and he took off so romer stayed back identified starkweather because carol was with him he put in a call and said hey this is who's on the run. This is the car. This is what we've got. So the sheriff put up roadblocks. And then Deputy Romer, Chief Ainsley, and Sheriff Heflin started chasing Charles. They got up to speeds of over 100 miles an hour through Douglas Gap. Down that the other car. <clears throat> wow. So Charles blew through the roadblocks and... Sheriff Heflin was actually able to fire off a shot and it shattered the rear window, which, which sprayed glass, which hit Charles. It nicked his ear, his neck and down his shoulder. Not as bad as, as, what was it from, from Bonnie and Clyde? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Where Clyde's brother's wife got a face full of it fucking right in her eyes. Blanche got it. Yeah. So, Charles, believing that he had been cut so bad that he was bleeding to death from these nicks, he slammed on the brakes and brought the car to a skidding stop. He got out of the car and surrendered. What a fucking pussy. (laughs) Sheriff Heflin told him he was barely cut and that he was a yellow son of a bitch. And he was fucking damn right with it. He could have kept going. I mean, oh, he could have kept going. I'm Those glad he was wounds so would have. Dumb. I mean, well, I b- 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 they, b- b- bleeding. They said that the nicks were no worse than you would have got from shaving your face and cutting. Your wow, yeah, that sounds like a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's about what we're dealing with right sounds there. Like a, that. And that sounds like a big, I'll tell you what, big that bitch needs to be. And I guarantee it was one. Is the same thing with Bonnie and Clyde. Where he's like, if we get caught, you told him, you tell him that I. had kidnapped you and you were forced to be here because it sounds like the oh you know run for a distraction basically to say oh he's kidnapped Mm -hmm. me so i can get the fuck away 
Well, yeah. they did at first. Charles stuck to the story that she had tried to get away a few times that that he had was holding it took her him three hostage, seconds blah, 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 to realize blah. he was too smart to be killed captain by this fucking idiot yeah then he changed his story and said no she was a willing participant she actually assisted in quite a few of these killings blah 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 she has maintained her story that no she was just afraid of him she was abducted she had no idea that her family was bullshit. killed however so, so she's She's actually got a fucking brain. Yeah, that's bullshit. Well, yeah. not only, not only the does whole she, fact that she got t- tied up with this mm-hmm. dipshit. Not only did she have a brain in her head, she had the newspaper clippings of her family's murder in her fucking pocket. Uh, Didn't know about it. I had no idea. I don't know what, what, that, what I, that old thing. That old trick. How, how did that get there? Where did these come from? She, she, she starts playing <laughs> the stupidest hymn. <laughs> I don't know where they came from. So Charles was executed by electric chair on June twenty fifth, nineteen fifty nine. That's got to be one of the worst ways to go out. I can tell you. I hope it was that one dickhead from the Green Mile that didn't wet the rag, dude. Fuck that guy. Yeah. (laughs) Carol was charged, and she spent almost eighteen years in prison. She was released in nineteen seventy six. Why? Wow. Because she has a twat. That's why. It's fucking unfair. So she was a minor. She I was a minor. She she was a minor, and I think she was able to tell them how many victims there actually were, which the grand total the was Zach eleven. Story that guy was a minor, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, but yeah. he there was proof that he had. It seems like they a lot of proof, proof on this one too. It's like this dude was too fucking stupid to have pulled, pulled this off. I mean, I'm. Mm-hmm. Let's not forget his micro penis mm-hmm. and. <laughs> And all that entails, because we've came across a few. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, but so okay. we... Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, we got three. We got three in there. And, uh... Yeah. Yeah. Did. Fuck, was and that now rough? I think we should be good. Uh, yeah. We don't have to do this again for a while, right? Please. I just can't take a fucking nap to save my life. Everybody say hi to Todd. Todd. <laughs> oh. Perfect Hello, Todd. <laughs> You knew we were recording, and you know that I'm yes. going to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm glad that's over yes. with, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Move on to the next. Anybody? That's right. Uh, let's fucking let's get this one behind mm-hmm. us. Behind My us. next one's going to be... So yeah, I'm going to need... This was a listener request, so if you have a request, please email us at hmfppod at gmail.com or you can just hit us up to the website hmfppod.com um please continue to like rate and review the podcast it really helps us out a lot uh even you know leave a comment you can leave comments on spotify now you can leave comments on the youtube channel it really helps the algorithm gets more people to where they can see it you know puts pot yeah puts puts a podcast in in front of more eyes um did I miss it? Doesn't sound like it. We're torturing ourselves with these episodes sometimes because when I go through them, I'm, I'm, like, I fucking, I'm not kidding. The other day, I was sitting down writing down notes with tears fucking rolling down my face while I'm watching this fucking video, and I'm just like, I got to do something to make to make it bearable. So I got to come up with something that's funny, but I didn't have anything, so I just yeah. have to do it as I go. And it's just like, yeah. ugh, I was like fucking wiping my eyes. My wife's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "Fucking story we have to do." 
Yeah. I've had a lot of those moments right now. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I'm ready to get back to some like fucking aliens and cryptids and weird okay, shit. Well, we need to, I we need to, for the, I can't wait yeah, for we gotta get through some of those before uh-huh. I get back into mine because yeah. Yeah. I know it. I know where you're going. Mm-hmm. I think dark, we all have place. some pretty big dark coming up. So I'm going to take some time off from, I'll, just, I'll take some time off from, from this. I'll be like, I'm doing ghosts for like a month. Probably. When, you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, we will see you next week. Uh, thanks for hanging out guys. Yeah, buddy. Um, Congratulations. We'll see you next uh, also, Tuesday. if we didn't bring that up on your nomination for certain things that have happened, I know you don't want to talk about them on here, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up for your, for your, for your songwriting ability. Th- thanks, man. I appreciate that. I do. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, got nominated for uh, songwriter of the year by the Texas Country <laughs> Music Association. Uh, co-write I did with a good, good buddy of mine, Nate Burnham, super talented. Guitar in dude. my hand, motherfucker. Uh, yeah, you can check it out um, wherever you stream music. Just uh, or you could check out his website, Nate Burnham, B U R N H A M dot com. Um, got a lot of really good material. Fuck so, yeah. uh, look, yeah. Zach's such a gentleman. Go he's just going to skirt that shit. Like it's like, oh, this happens every day. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before. Yeah. Handing Zach a compliment is like handing a nun a dildo. They get the same reaction. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> no, you can't cut that out. I swear to God. Don't cut that out. It's absolutely appropriate. Uh, I love you, fucker. Uh, all right, guys. Until next week, I'm Spark. Zach. Lindy. And we will see you next Tuesday. Later. Later. Bye. Just because you have the micro penis does not give you permission to go out and shoot people. Fuck you, micro boy. Go back and put some sprinkles on it. Pet the puppy longer. No, I'm the puppies.